my tax? How do you buy a house? I failed an assessment task. How do I tell my parents? Is it better to do a VCE subject at Scaled Up? Do you have questions about being an adult? Questions about school? Questions about the existence of unicorns? Hi, I'm Ms Ralston, I'm a teacher, and I'm here to help. This is the Not-So-Simple Guide to Adulting. Welcome everyone to the new episode of the Not-So-Simple Guide to Adulting. Now, we are incredibly lucky today to have the absolutely incredible Ms Alcock joining us, who is giving up her lunch break to help us record this episode. Ms Alcock, would you like to introduce yourself and share the most adulty thing you have done this week? Mm, well, yes. Hi, my name is Miss Alcock. It's actually not my name. My first name is Angela. Um, but uh, the most adulty thing that I've done this week, I haven't done. I haven't done anything good this week. Last week, I was so good at being at doing adulting, and I did my workouts like every day for the whole week, and you know, looked after the dog and did all these different things. And then this week, my parents have come home, and I have done absolutely nothing good in terms of adulting. But I have done a lot of resting, which is being nice. <laughs> I think that is very adulty. Self-care is very important for adults. So even if this week has been a lot of taking care of yourself, I feel like that is very good adulting skills. I'll take that. So the first question that the students sent in for you, Miss Alcock, is do you think ghosts are real and would you ever want to be one? Oh, okay. Interesting. So I... I'm a very practical person and as much as I love sci-fi and, you know, supernatural shows and TV shows and books and everything like that, I have a hard time believing that any of those things are real. However, I was thinking about this the other day and there's a, a couple of people that I know who are actually very good, either family friends of mine or um, just friends and they specifically or their families have had like very real ghost or like supernatural encounters um, so I find I just I really don't want to believe that it's true but I you know I mean based on those experiences like it could be and it's kind of like people who are also non-believers then you know having these really weird ghosty things happen or even seeing ghosts and like you know buying a house and and you know, that my one of my friend's little sisters, they bought, their family bought a new house and the little sister kept saying that there was this weird old lady that used to sit on the end of her bed and she'd be like, she was young, she was like maybe only about 10 and the weird old lady would sit on the end of the bed when she was sleeping and she'd all, and the, my friend's sister would be crying and trying to tell her parents that there's a lady in her room and they'd be like, stop being so annoying. And then like three years later, they met the, the people who owned that house and they're like, yeah, we sold the house because there was a ghost of an old lady in it and like she always was in the spare room and they'd never even met these people before. So I don't know. I want to believe it's not true, but it might not, it might be, uh, might be true. And would I like to be a ghost? I don't know. I mean, if I could fly, this is my, you can probably hear my dog growling right now, by the way. Um, if I could fly, I mean, I might want to be a ghost, but feel and like if I could have friends and stuff, but if like I was just there and only had myself to talk to because no one could hear me, then that wouldn't be very fun, I don't think. Yeah, I think the big draw for being a ghost for a lot of people is having friends and flying. And I don't know, I feel like when I heard this question, I did kind of think, would I like to be a ghost to just be like, you know how cats are really annoying and they will like push glasses of waters off tables and clothes left like I feel like if I were a ghost I would be that kind of like really petty ghost that I'm super like low level annoying to people in the house until someone paid attention to me 
Yeah. But then people get really freaked out by those kind of ghosts because like my, uh, one of my other friends, uh, and by the way, I have been to this house and it's got a really weird vibe. She moved into a house um, and they were convinced that there was a ghost or a spirit or something haunting this house because every morning she would wake up and all of her pictures in the um, hallway would all be on the ground, often smashed, and all of her cupboards would be open or, like, things from in the cupboard would be out of the cupboard and there was all these growling noises and, like, kind of weird spots like these black aura things in the hallway like sometimes you look down the hallway and you could see this like weird like a black hole but in the middle of the hallway and stuff so I mean people get really creeped out and like no one wanted to be that ghost friend so like it would be lonely I guess maybe I need to rethink my plan yeah or just pick someone who has a good sense of humor okay so the second question that the students sent in is do you think horoscopes and tarot readings are real okay um i i think it's more likely that vampires exist than tarot readings or horoscopes being accurate my reasoning for that is is that you know how there was a 13th um star sign recently like introduced and it was who were was it the ancient aztecs or whatever who came up with star signs they just decided that there was 12 star signs because it was a nice even number and it worked well for them when really they ignored the fact that there was a 13th star sign. So based on that, I have to believe that it is mostly made up. However, I do think that it like offers some good, you know, um, it's like meaning producing things for people's lives. Because sometimes if you read a horoscope and you're like, yo, something good's going to happen to you this week, then you go into the week with a positive attitude and you're more likely to accept or you know take up good opportunities when they come your way so it can be like a good way to guide yourself um even if it maybe isn't 100 percent accurate <laughs> is that a political answer good political answer yeah, i think that's very very diplomatic i really like though that you you did emphasize the fact that you know whether you think all these things are real or not they can still be a force for good I don't know, my mum really believes, like she gets her tea leaves red and she has a psychic and she goes with my hairdresser and my hairdresser is the person who thinks that she is a fairy. And last time she got her tea leaves red, the psychic told my mum that she was going to get a new promotion. So my mum like started applying for promotions at her work. And then she got one because she applied for like 10 and she's like, oh, the psychic was right. Um, and I kind of thought, oh, I don't know if it was the psychic or the fact that you apply, like you heard the psychic say you could do something and then you started applying for lots of promotions. But I think sometimes having that push from someone of someone saying sometimes, you know, good things are going to happen to you. Sometimes it's enough to be like, yes, they are. And I'm going to take some steps to make sure that they definitely do. Absolutely. You can use it as like positive, uh, you know, a positive reinforcement or like encouraging positive thinking behavior. Um, but if you do think that they're real, then good for you. That's fine. Um, maybe I would, I would also like to set you the challenge of if you are getting your, um, you know, your tarot cards read, then perhaps you should set the challenge of not falling into letting the person who's reading you those cards do any leading questions for you. Hmm. Have you ever, have you recently had your 
heartbroken, just say nothing. You're like, you should know if you were good at reading these tarot cards, you know. that's That would be my advice. Like, just do that. And then if they're a real tarot card reader, then maybe they will know, you know. That's a good challenge for everyone out there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the final question that the student sent in is, what are your thoughts on manifestation? Like, what do you mean by that? So I think when they say manifestation, they're talking about like those those kind of books that say if you want something to happen to you, you should put lots of your thoughts and your beliefs and all of your feelings into it and then that good thing will happen. Mm. I mean, I think that this probably links back well with what we were talking about before, that if you uh, want a change to happen and you put time and energy and thought your thought processes into that change, it's more likely that that change is going to come about. Like if you, for example, we use a really simple, a simple um, example here. Uh, if I really want chocolate and then I think about it a lot, then it's more likely that I'm going to convince myself that it's a great idea for me to go to the supermarket and get chocolate. And I'm more likely to manifest that chocolate into my life. Whereas if I don't think about chocolate at all, it's unlikely that I'm going to get chocolate. So, you know, I'll probably just forget about it and then just go to sleep. But if I'm thinking about it all the time, I'm more likely to create it, manifest it into my life. So if you're thinking about positive changes or things that you really want, if you put in a lot of strategies and pathways into place to get or goals to get yourself towards that thing that you want, then it's more likely that it's going to happen. It's like if you don't try it, you know, or think about it or put in the effort in, then it's unlikely that it's going to happen. And I really like as well, Miss Alcock, that you've emphasised that it's not just thinking. Sometimes it's those plans as well that you have. It might be, you know, if you are really wanting that chocolate, you might say to the people you live with, gosh, I really want chocolate. And then when you're going to the supermarket, you know, someone might remind you and you'll be reminded to pick up that chocolate. But sometimes taking that step and putting a plan in place or having a really clear goal and breaking it down into kind of more achievable chunks is a, a good way to manifest good things. Definitely. And always um, being, and and the same with manifesting good things in your life is like trying to get up every day and and decide that today is going to be a good day. And often on a day that if you're in a positive mindset, a day which maybe is a pretty average day or it's maybe not even good, like there could have been a couple of kind of bad things that happened in that day. But if you're have to, if you've decided at the start of the day that you're in a good mood and today is going to be a good day, then it really only takes one tiny okay thing to happen for you to go oh that was a great day like you know three bad things could have happened but then you got to pat a cool dog on the way home from school and you're like well that was a great day I just saw this really cool dog and there was a bird in the tree that was kind of pretty but if you're having a negative day then all of those things like you arriving late to class and getting told off and then um, you know being a bit stressed because something was happening in another class and and you know you forgot your lunch all of those things could turn out really really negative if you wake up with a negative mindset but if you wake up every morning and decide I'm going to have a good day today and I'm going to only think you know appreciate the positive and good things that happen in my life and those things can very easily um, I guess eclipse the negative things and you can and really easily generate a kind of positive reinforcement mindset for yourself that kind of cycles through each day of the week which you know, is a nicer way to, to live as well. I think that's really great advice for everyone out there. I know I've heard Miss Alcock say this before and I, like this year, set myself the challenge. Every morning I wake up and I say, today is going to be a great day because when I heard Miss Alcock say this last year at the end of the year, I was like, that is really good advice. It sounds like a really good way to positively position your brain in the mornings. 
And I will say, I feel like I have had some really great days this year, even though everything in 2020 has happened. And I think part of it is because as Mills Alcock was saying, if you wake up and you say, you know, today is going to be a good day, your brain is primed to look for all of the good things that are going to happen. And when something maybe a little bit negative happens, if your brain is looking for patterns of good things and patterns for exciting things, it won't be as much of an issue or as, as much of a setback. Mm, definitely and then when you get to the end of the day it's really good to think about all of the you know the nice things that happened in your day like damn I went for a really good walk and then I drank this amazing glass of water because I was so thirsty and like that was a good glass of water and then like you know my dog was there and and like they were really cute when they were like waiting for their dinner or like any, any of the positive things that you can think about from your day and they and often I think that it's important to remember that it's not the big things in life that gen genuinely bring you consistent happiness because happiness is kind of a spectrum, you know, where you might be having days where you're feeling really good and other days where you're not feeling as good, like it's never going to be consistent. But if you are making a real effort to reflect positively on your day and think about the really small things that were nice, like those sort of examples that I'm giving, like getting to see, like, I really love dogs. So I always use that as an example, like cool, seeing a really cool fluffy dog down the street and being like, wow, it's such a cool dog. Like wonder what kind of dog that is. Or like just smiling at a few random strangers when you're kind of like going for walks, but I will put in brackets there, don't smile at random creepy strangers, just like, you know, stick with like, kind of just like, you know, nod or morning or like whatever, those kind of small positive things that you can kind of build up into a really positive day what generally makes you happy rather than dreaming for waiting for things and saying, oh, I'm going to be so happy when I finish, you know, this year or this week or this month or whatever. It's, it's more important to think be in the now and not wait for things to make you happy, like find things that can make you happy now, even if they're small. That's some great advice. And so Miss Alcock, before we finish up, if you could give everyone out there listening one piece of advice about being a young person what would it be? My one piece of advice would be oh, tough. I think that it's really important to make sure that you look out for yourself and the things that, you know, make you happy, be, be kind to yourself. We, we, we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves and, and, um, you know, that can cause some pretty negative responses in, in terms of our emotions that like what, what happens with our emotions when we're putting pressure on ourselves. But also my other advice would always be make sure that you're surrounding yourself with good people and don't be afraid to um, distance yourself or take a few steps back from people who aren't positive influences in your life. And that could be people who don't make you feel good about yourself or people who are constantly criticizing you or maybe putting you down or maybe just like, you find that there's a bit of a pattern that when you are around that person, you tend to be more negative or, you know, feel sadder, whatever it is. If there are people that, or maybe you feel maybe they make, maybe make you really angry. I don't know. But if there's people that don't have a positive influence in your life, don't be afraid to step away from them. It may seem like it's the end of the world right now, but it really isn't. I know that Miss Ralston and I are both uh, seasoned adults at this point, and I think we can both probably confidently say that we've stepped away from a few friends in our time, um, which seemed like a really big deal at the time, but it was a really positive move um, long term because it made you know us happier or feel safer 
um, or, you know, just feel more confident about ourselves. So don't be afraid to make changes like that if it means that it's going to be a good change for you as well. So, yeah, that would be my advice. I think that's great advice and I think that's a really nice thing for us to end this episode on. Now, I am incredibly lucky to work with Ms. Alcock. I actually share an office with Ms. Alcock and everything that she has said, all of this advice is so incredible and it's I think it's really rare to find someone who talks so much about self-care but also lives that every day and I know that even at work if there's ever a day when I'm tempted to stay back late as soon as it kind of hits home time Miss Alcock is there and she's like what are you doing weren't you productive today do you need to stay back late is this something that you could do tomorrow is there a way for you to work smarter on this so that you don't have to stay back late tonight so that you can prioritize your mental health and your self-care And it has just been so incredible to have such a positive person in the office who really does prioritize, you know, you prioritize your well-being, but you're also prioritizing our well-being. And even in those moments where I know I forget to prioritize my well-being, Ms. Alcock is always there to remind me to be kind to myself and to take care of myself. So thank you for coming on this episode, but also for all of those wonderful things that you do for me and the other people in our office when we are at work. No problems at all, Miss Ralston. You know, I always appreciate the chocolate chip cookies that you bring in. So it's a great deal both ways, I think. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Not So Simple Guide to Adulting. If you heard something today that sparked a question, check out our website. The link's in the description and there's a place for you to send in a question that you would like an answer to. Take care of yourselves and be kind to yourselves because adulting is not so simple. I'll see you later.